All right, so welcome to episode 18 of the Lockdown Podcast. I'm so glad. Uh, for you guys who are watching or listening, it's always a joy uh, to do this. And uh, we have Pastor Mark here again. Is this? I feel like this is your third time that you've been on the podcast. Third or fourth time, yeah. Third or fourth time. So um, what do you think? Have you been listening to the podcast? What do you think I of them? I've enjoyed them. Um, I know most of the people that obviously we talk to and interview, but it's always kind of cool to hear something different from them or different perspective or a deeper conversation that we don't always get into. But I'm also excited because people get to hear what you and I get to hear from them on a regular basis. Right. Right. So it's cool to share it. Yeah. That's one of the things I love about it too, is the fact that sometimes we, like we have our staff meetings and conversations just kind of in the hallways, but there's not that many opportunities where you just like sit down and you're just like focused on right. one another and just like getting into different topics and stuff like that. So, so yeah. So Easter's coming up. Like, when is it? Dude, it's this Sunday. <laughs> like it's, it's now. It's right. now. And We've been talking about it for months. And it's crazy how fast it comes around. Yep. Like you were saying, you know, we, cause we opened up, we reopened up our church last Easter. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a year since we have been indoors only. Right. Like just time is just it's, it's flying. And it's exciting because you mm-hmm. and I talked about it, this Easter is a little different vibe than last Easter. Yep. Like yeah. We were trying to get indoors this year. It feels like kind of what we've done in the past. Like, let's open our doors and yeah. get community in. So I'm excited. It's, yeah. it's been fun. But it's a lot of work getting ready. It's a lot of work. But also, one of the things that it, we've been talking about is that it almost feels like a relaunch in the mm-hmm. sense of um, this is. So I've been in church, this church for like three years now, right? right. Has it been three years already? No, and that's good. <laughs> But the thing is, it's it's crazy because I have never actually been in like a quote unquote regular Easter right. since I've been here because it's either been during COVID or last year, which was really just kind of the Easter, more of a reopening of the church right. because our last Easter was the first Sunday that we mm-hmm. came in in person. And so this Easter that's coming up is, I would say, my first Real full Easter. on <laughs> Easter, you know, type of a thing. And yep. so we're super excited. And you, I just want to say you've done an amazing job in everything mm-hmm. that has to do with the publicity and everything that has to do with getting the space ready with getting the word out. I mean, I, yes, I think it's been, it's been amazing. And I'm excited about what's going to happen this Sunday in Easter. We've been talking about CEOs, Christmas and right. Easter only people, uh-huh. which is it is what it is. Right. Some people will come to church only on Easter, only on Christmas, and that's fine. But we want to take advantage of this opportunity because um, you know we want to double up on inviting and all that kind of Absolutely. stuff. Because they're like we were saying, they're more likely to come on Easter or Christmas than any other day in the year. So we want to make sure that we we're presenting our best. I just read something again last week. It was talking about Easter and. You know, there are a lot of skeptics saying, you know, numbers keep dropping. Mm. But this recent uh, study, the poll that they'd done, still said it was well over 50. It was like 55% of Americans, of the people they had polled, intend to be at church on Easter. Very interesting. So, I mean, the numbers used to be about Mm two-thirds. But still, over half of the people that are around us plan to go to church that weekend. Now, what it means to them might be different, but... That many people plan to go in somewhere to have a worship service. Yeah, whether it's, whether it's a Catholic church uh-huh. or whatever whatever church it is. Now, is that you said fifty five percent of people that that go to church are planning on being no. on church, or just it just said of the people surveyed, how many are going to go to church? And fifty five percent of people plan mm. to go, and it was a a variety of people. So it's just anybody down the street. Half of the people you walk in or come across seem like. I plan to go to a service. Maybe that includes Good Friday. I don't mm-hmm. know, but it was for the for the Easter weekend. Right, they plan to be there. So over half of America, in Interesting. fact, should be in church 
for an hour or right. so on a right. Easter weekend. I wonder what the age group is. I, I wonder if it's older people, younger people. Did it say? Like, was it specific on the age? That's interesting. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, because I, 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 it concerns me sometimes. Because one of the things that I'm thinking, when I'm thinking about this Sunday especially, we were talking about it this morning as we were praying with the elders, right. um, is that I want for people, there's really a couple of things that I want to, I would love for people to do. Is Number one is for them to, to fall in love with the scriptures again. Right. To not just, hey, I got to read this book, but to actually be, that it be a book that will ca- captivate you and that will be part of your daily life. Right. And also church attendance. Yep. You know, because we've talked about this a little bit, but why don't you share your thoughts on this whole idea of online, which is a great tool versus in person. Right. Well, we've talked about like, again, up until COVID hit, I mean, I know it was out there. Some churches did a great job. We weren't one that were, we didn't broadcast. So COVID kind of forced us to, along with most other churches. And so almost all churches are doing it now. And I think it is a great uh, way to get the, the the worship service into a home, and I think it has been highly beneficial for people who are really kind of stuck there. People, right. we have homebound folks, people because of injury, health, age, they can't drive, they've moved out of the area, whatever it is. There's people that are online faithfully who love it, and I'm so excited that they continue to participate with Downey First Christian Church. But what you and I were talking about is, I know COVID sent everybody home, mm. we reopened our doors, and we know that not everybody who was here pre-COVID has come back. And I know sometimes life changes, but I also think that it's become convenient for Mm. some people just to watch it at home. And that's better than nothing. Mm. But I know from being here that it doesn't replace being here. And I know that was the one big thing we kept hearing from people when we got ready to open back up uh, a year ago and come back inside. uh, And when they felt like COVID was calming down, they just said, I just miss being around people. There's something to be said for we iron sharpens iron. We rub off around people. I don't want to just worship by myself at home. I need the group experience. And scripture talks about Mm -hmm. that. It talks about that in Hebrews. It tells us that we shouldn't ever give that up. We should still get together, obviously, for worship and then also kind of in the group experience. So I'm hoping people will take advantage to say, I want to get back and give it a try again. And when they do, that they remember what that was like and fall in love with it again. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's definitely something to be said about just being physically, you know, in the, in the same geographical space. There's just something that happens there, you know, right? Um, and talking to people and being there and worshiping together and, you know, giving each other hugs and, yep. you know, that kind of a thing. It's, and they don't get to see uh, all the live uh, goof ups that you and I do uh, as easily when you're they're just talking about watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but that's true. I they, mm-hmm. do. They just get and it's not just be there. But you're right. You come in and all of a sudden you just realize your heart melts. And that's been our prayers yeah. that people will realize that again, that they'll come in and they'll be like, this is where I need to be. So whatever else has come into play on Sunday morning, I'm praying that that won't be as important yeah. and that the, the Christ will be and the church will be and they'll come in and the hugs and the handshakes are back. And yeah. If you want, if you don't want one, just that's okay. That's We're fine too. Yeah, that's fine so. too. Yeah. Yeah. COVID, COVID has, I would say kind of like the gift of COVID has been this uh, kind of forcing us into figuring out this technology. Right. Like when we were outside, I still remember, I mean, we were doing, we were doing in person. If you wanted to be outside, you could sit outside, you know, bring a lawn chair, you would sit there. Uh, We also had um, online, people could watch it, you know, in their homes live. Right. And we also had the radio. Remember we did that? So, so cars would park and they would sit in their cars and they would tune into the radio and they could listen to it. So they would pop the horns when they agreed with us. Oh, that's right. The amen. That's the kind of stuff we would be like, yeah, if you agree with this, honk your horn. And it was, it was kind of an exciting thing. So I would say the gift of COVID was that it, it 
sort of opened up this additional avenue that we right. can have to be able to reach people um, when they're not around. Hey, I've got, this is something, I haven't shared this with you yet, but when I went to Chile, I have a group of people, I think it's it's four families. I showed you guys a picture once of this right. family. They have like their growth group and they consider our church their, their church. church right. And um, the exciting thing is that they're doing our um, you know, study guides and they're still doing it. Like right. they're still meeting. And one of the things that I was telling them is that if, if they wanted to, like they could gather together and they could put on you know, the Sunday service. Maybe they could do it like on YouTube. So it's not necessarily live because the times aren't right. going to coincide. But like they could do it like one uh, week apart or one week removed and they could do a Sunday service. They could meet, mm. they could watch the service there. One of the guys, he, he, he has a guitar and he, they can worship. Right. So it's really cool that we have that there. Um, however, that should never, repl- it's never going to replace right. the experience of, of, you know, coming together as a body, right. you know, and being, uh, spurring each other on as, um, you know, the, the verse in right. Hebrews says, which you could do kind of over the phone and you can kind of right. do it when you're, it's just not the same. It's just and, not, and I said, for those that can't, it mm-hmm. is a, it, it really does serve a place, and, and I'm thankful for that, but for those that can take advantage of this, mm-hmm. because I will say this, the people I talk to who are homebound because of whatever reason, if I ask them, all things considered, mm. would you rather keep staying where you're at and watching it or be here? They would be on campus in a heartbeat. Right. So it's really out of necessity for them. And I just want to encourage the other people who are doing it to go, you know what? There's something to be said. Everybody's saying that the experience there is what makes a difference. Let me give that a try. And Easter's a great way yeah. to say, let me come back in and give it a shot. Yeah. So I yeah. hope people can. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And also, um, you know, w- w- another thing that, that was I was kind of thinking about is... I think there are many churches, and this is fine, but the, but this is not who we are. I think many churches have, I want to say, fallen into or or I guess falling into a certain pattern of church having to be very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we're going to go and we're going to have fun and we're going to have lights and we're going to have all these things. Um, and as we're thinking about that, we're like, okay, that's there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Um, but we have other avenues that allow for people to have fun. Like you can go to a comedy club or you can go out or you can do, go, you know, skating or whatever. Those are places where you go to have fun or you go watch a movie, right? I don't think the church can ever replace that. And I think that um, what we're like, what we're offering on this Easter is the alternative. Not in the sense of you're going to get super bored at church, but what people are going for in church, they're going to find hope. Right. They need prayer. Right. They need a word of encouragement. Um, people need to, to find a purpose, right. um, especially in the times that we're in now. Like, like we, when we preach, we do it as dynamic as we can, and we try to be as clear as possible. Right. But I don't think that we're a church where you're going to find like the quote-unquote entertainment value. That's right. not what we're going for. Right. It's not that it's a boring service. It's a fun service. Right. People enjoy it. We laugh, all that kind of stuff. But if you're looking for entertainment in our church— right. That's not, you're not going to really find that here. And I think all those are all part of it, Mm -hmm. but I think it is the order and the, and the proportions of it. You're right. If you're coming in to say, I want to be entertained and sprinkle in some purpose and some hope and some other things in there, that's not us. But if you're like, I want purpose, I want hope, I want a direction, I want Christ, and I want to have some fun in the process Mm -hmm. of that, because that could be part of it. Because we say something funny or something like, great, but the main thing has to be the main thing. Right. And the main thing here is not entertainment. Right. Um, Right. I said, we're bringing Christ, but we certainly want to make it relevant, fun, and enjoyable for anybody coming in. Yeah. Because we don't ever want to bore somebody. And I know you and I feel 
and our elders, our leaders have a heavy weight of feeling like, Lord, I don't ever want to be somebody that is a stumbling block to someone mm-hmm. else because I'm boring and this isn't good. Right. And we're just so stringent. We need mm-hmm. to have that. But keep the main thing the main thing first. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Cool. Yeah. And so as we're thinking about, you know, Easter coming up and this, um, you know, service is probably going to be the biggest service that we've had, you know, probably this whole year, right. you know, as we've seen like the the um, sort of buzz that's going on. I'm actually really excited about it. Good. What what, what are you, what are you, um, I don't know, because expectation is, I, I've, I have trouble sort of saying, I think this is what's going to happen because I'm usually either disappointed or incredibly surprised. Like yeah, it happens well, with- You did not end COVID, dude. Just, you gave us oh, the ending oh, date yeah, on yeah. COVID like five <laughs> times, okay? <laughs> no, I was not the one. I am not a prophet. Well, I'm a prophet in the sense of, you know, not, I'm not going to tell you what the weather's going right. to be tomorrow, but- um, but yeah, but it's interesting because, um, you know, hopefully here's what we're praying and here's what we're hoping right. is that every single person, part of our church, um, bring somebody on Easter, bring somebody like, sure. I'm not asking you to talk to a perfect stranger. I'm, I'm, I'm asking you to interact with that person that you're already comfortable with, that you right. already have a relationship with, um, that's not part of a church and bring them to church that right. Easter. And so, um, my hope is that we will, um, have a good number of people that will show up, that all the, the chairs will be filled. Right. Maybe standing room only, you never know. Um, and then when Easter is done, and the next Sunday we'll have like a new normal. Like we'll, right. like our numbers will go up because we've been talking about numbers and sometimes it's a it's a strange thing. Like numbers is a strange, strange thing because as pastors, and I deal with this, like I have this ego thing that I would love for the church to be filled because I'm gonna feel like I'm being successful as a pastor, right? right? So there's that part, but I wanna set that aside and thinking, in, in the eyes of Christ, you know, um, numbers matter. Yeah. And they matter because um, every every number has a name. They're, they're people. Exactly. Right. And so, yeah, exactly. So we were saying that this morning, every number has, has a name, every name has a story, and every mm-hmm. story matters to God. Right. Right. And so we want our church filled, not so we can say, hey, we filled out all of our spaces, but I believe, I truly, truly believe, and I've, I was so convicted about that this morning, that the reason why God has given us this beautiful facility is not for it to be empty. I think we need to, I think God has called us to have this place at capacity, right? you know, and uh, I just want to be obedient and, and do what God has called us to do. And we've said that, like, mm-hmm. I don't know the number, and we could pull a number out of midair as well as anybody, yeah. like we could do that, and, and but that's not what we're after. Nope. We just want whoever God wants to be here to be here yeah. and for us to be faithful to doing what we can so mm-hmm. that they'll want to keep coming back. Yes. And uh, I, I I will say, and these aren't accurate numbers, but I always feel like, of course, we want progress or mm-hmm. we want to see growth. And to me, if it's, I, it's a different analogy, but if it's three steps forward, two steps back, if it's three people more that come this week, but then only two of them return next week, okay, right. or one of them, I, what I don't want to see is, is you know, 100 visitors, guests come in this week, and next week, not a one comes back. Exactly. Or people just showed up because it was just Easter. We're not interested in hitting a, a peak on our attendance thing. Just say, look how high we did the one day. Right. Like we would say, say hey, it's, it's going to be up and then come down, but it's higher. And then it keeps going and growing. And mm-hmm. you're right, because they're all a name. They're all an individual. Um, I was talking to my wife this morning, Delisa, and I was reminded that it was actually 25 years ago this year, literally, that she went to church for the first time as an adult um, on Easter. And so she was one of those people who was in her early 30s and you know, hadn't heard about Christ. Uh, and she had heard, you know, but never went to church. And a right. neighbor 
hey, I want to invite you to go with me to church. So mm. we talk about who's that one person. Yep. And Lisa took her up on the invitation and went, and, and life has been drastically different for her and changed. So cool. And she has a testimony as well. But that was 25 years ago. That And, and so for my wife, Lisa, Easter is always one of those, of course we got to invite people. Yeah. And I know that so many studies say, you know, kids make the their decisions for Christ in their teenage and young years. They do. But we have a whole world full of adults that missed all that, and now is the chance. So, yeah. you know what? Nobody is, nobody is uh, so far out there. You think they're probably not going to come to church? Right. Sometimes we just have to ask. And Easter so easy because they're like. I know I probably should. Why not? Yeah. And so we'll yeah. go. I texted with somebody yesterday and mm -hmm. invited them, and they kind of said, thanks for the invitation. I just can't. Right. And right. I'm like, I get it. Yeah. I, this wasn't, oh, that there was my one, and that's mm -hmm. it. I'm going to move on to somebody else. But some people can't. But just invite. Just yeah. ask. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Because the same story, and I love Lisa's story. She, had right. already, she, she shared it with me once or a couple of times, and it's so good because there was that person that brought her. Right. And if you look at your story and I look at my story, there's also a person uh -huh. that was that person that was a crucial person in our lives to bring us to Christ. Right. And so our invitation to you who's, who's watching or listening is like, be that person. Right. Like, be that person for somebody, you know? And it, yeah, it's really, yeah. really cool. So I was thinking about that inviting too, because we talked about, as a church, we sent out 1,200 invitation cards. Mm -hmm. And as a reminder, those were people that are new to the Downey, they're newer Downey residents in the last year plus some of our kids that just kind of hadn't returned after COVID. Mm -hmm. And that was great. And I'm like, that is wonderful. And we've got our banners. We've done our yard signs, window signs, you mm -hmm. know, whatever it is we've got. But then I kept thinking, you know, on Sunday we had people raise their hand. There's some, still some people. So if they're watching it as encouragement, there are still people to invite and we pray that you have been. But then I started thinking, you know what? We probably all know somebody that had attended Downey First Christian before COVID. Exactly. So why not? pick up the phone and call the person that used to sit next to you in mm -hmm. your row mm -hmm. and say, I haven't seen you. How you doing? I'm sorry. It's been two years, whatever it is. Yeah. But I just want to invite you back. It's yes. good. Yes. Like I miss you. We used to talk yeah. every Sunday. Yeah. You, you sat in front of me, you sat behind me, I said hi, because there's a lot of folks that are our church friends that just haven't made it back because life has changed a lot in the last two years. And maybe it's just an invitation. Maybe it's a change of schedule. I hate to say this. Sometimes it's just embarrassment. Like, have you ever, me too, stop doing something and then you just that's the reason why you don't do it because you're like it's too embarrassing i can't can't own up to it now mm -hmm. i'm like i wonder how many people would just show up if we just yeah. asked yeah because our yes, I, I i totally agree because our church is, is i always say it I, I say it every sunday like a broken record like we're a church of wide open arms like we're so happy when you when people show up right. like it's not it's completely the opposite of what you might imagine right. like oh where have you been i've seen you right. for such a long time it's like that that does not happen and if it's ever happened to you i'm sorry that's not the heart of our church right you know we're glad when people come back yeah. we're glad when people visit us that's we love we absolutely love that i said that phrase to somebody many years ago that we were joking but they walked mm -hmm. in and they're like hey look i'm here i'm like hey the walls didn't fall down whatever <laughs> and this was somebody known hey had come to church mm -hmm. but they were embarrassed by that because it had been so long and they said something to me later and i realized even as a friend even being joking or whatever just yeah. the power of those words when yes. they were already fearing that yeah and i realized you know what mm. i can't stick my foot in my mouth like mm -hmm. that again with people like it's funny yeah but it wasn't funny to that person at that point in time right. i'm like i don't want to take those chances moving forward right. well because so. you you and i are church people like we've right. been in church forever 
And for us showing up at a church is easy. Like we just show up, you know, but for most people, it's a little scary. Yeah. Like you don't know what to expect. You don't know if they're going to have you talk. You don't know if you have to do something, stand up, sit down. Like if you're not used to like the quote unquote tradition, um, you don't know what to expect, you know? And so for a lot of people, it's just, it's a scary thing to show up in church. But I guarantee you at our church, all you have to do is show up and sit. That's all you have to do. Well, and... And raise your hand we'll real quick. If, yeah, just go we'll, like we'll that. We'll tell you about that. When you know, and we're going to applaud and right, everything. But it's meant to say, like, we're not trying to single you out. Right. But it, we are so excited when people show yeah. up. And even some of our folks, like I said, they haven't been around in a while. It is mm-hmm. so good to see. It, it's, a, it's a family reunion. Yeah. When I see somebody shows up that hasn't been here since before COVID mm. or came up once or twice. And so if they're looking for a reason, this is the time. Or yeah. like I said, to our church family, reach out and talk to somebody. Yeah. Call them when you're like, I know they haven't been here forever. Mm-hmm. I want to call them and invite them. Yeah. And it's, and it's also a good habit to have, you know, because I I was reading also another study a while back and it was saying that, you know, 50% of people that go to church make the decision on whether or not they're going to go to church that Sunday on that Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. In other words, half the church, they're going to go to church regardless. Like it's just every Sunday. But 50%, when they wake up in the morning, they're like, hmm, how do I feel? I wonder if I go to church. <laughs> no, I'm not going to go this Sunday. Right. And so we have about 50% of church that would uh, that would call Downey First Christian Church their church that that will come to church every other Sunday, mm-hmm. every three Sundays, every six weeks. We don't know. Right. Um, and so one of the things that I think about when I think about, you know, church is one of the, it's almost like the gym, you know, or like eating healthy or whatever those things are that are kind of like a challenge. Okay. It's like you don't want to do it, but then once you did it, you're kind of happy you did you know, it's one of those disciplines that it's like scripture reading also right. when it's like, I don't know if I should do this. Like, I feel kind of lazy, but you, you go ahead and do it. Right. And then after you're done, you're like, man, I'm so glad that I did that. Yeah, and I thing. think there's a lot of people that lost the habit of coming to church through COVID. And right. it just, it just became comfortable right. for them. And there's no, there's no shame in that. Right. I'm just saying, uh, come back to church. Mm-hmm. And then when you leave, you're going to, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you're going to be like, man, I'm glad we did that. Sure. And then just make it a habit. Make and, it a habit. You know, kind of along those lines. I've said for a long time, I, a, a personal philosophy uh, or a personal thought that I have about things, and that is I feel like church attendance and, and people going to church will begin to grow and be on the rise when Christ and church becomes more important and relevant to people Correct. than the options that are out there now. Mm-hmm. And, and many of us could recognize, look, centuries ago, decades ago, Church was the only gig in town mm-hmm. at nine to noon on a Sunday or on a Wednesday night. It's the only options you had. But we live in Southern California where there's sports and there's teams, there's travel, there's balls, there's clubs, there's all sorts of things that are great options. Yeah. And so it gives people other things to consider going to. And it just is exciting and new. And so for me, I feel like I wouldn't want to miss church for anything. There's nothing that's offered to me out there that's more important than what church is. And when people start to feel that way is when churches will grow and do other things. So I just would encourage people, again, you know, try to invite people because what we have and that hope is more exciting. But if people don't know it, then they can't choose it. Yeah, yeah. So. And I'll say, I'll say another thing uh, before we close here. Um, that our church, that there's certain words that people use to describe our church, which I love. It's, I love. They'll say things like homey. Mm-hmm. They'll say things like family. They'll say things like welcoming, you know, uh, nice, happy, all those words, um, which I absolutely love because many people that come to our church, they're almost like um, burned out on the mega church idea, which is, I mean, if, if you're part of a mega church, that's great. That's right. If you love that, that's great. There's nothing wrong with it. 
but um, our church is is like a family, right? Like we're a family church. That's what we. That's how we present ourselves. That's how we talk about it. And that's you know uh, that's how I feel that we are. You know, right. we're not a concert. We're not a a stadium. We're not this sea of people that are right. coming in. But we do want to grow, right? And so that's one of the things that that I've always sort of been thinking about and praying about. It's almost like a catch twenty two. Like we want to grow, but we want, we don't want to lose that family feel. Right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, it's funny you said that the church that uh, I was at for a short time before I came back here was, everybody called it the Friendly Church. And that mm. was actually on their logo. They had their name in the church and below it said the Friendly Church. Nice. That's what everybody knew. Matt. That's okay. That's what our DNA is. And, and we're here. And I, I agree with you. Sorry, there's nothing wrong with a, a mega church, big church, but that's not who we are based on our size, our location yep. in the middle. So what is it that God has allowed us to be or where we're at and given us and how do we make that work for us? And it doesn't mean that a mega church model is a bad model, right. but that's not where we're at here. So our church may very well be a number of worship services centered around 200, 250 people, very family-like, but mm-hmm. we are very much a family feeling church because yeah. you still know people. And I know the concern is if we grow, then I don't know everybody. No, you just work a little harder at it. And there's other ways to still be plugged in. Yeah. But yeah, I don't ever want to say we shouldn't grow because we want to remain a small little family church. Right. I want to be whatever God wants us to be. Absolutely. And we just have to keep staying and listening to that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And like our sanctuary seats, uh, we got like 250. Like uh, it's 275 seats in there currently. 275. So even even as we're doing multiple services, as we are, we do one at 10, uh-huh. and then another one at 1130, which right. is our Spanish service. Um, even if we do multiple service, even moving forward, three, four services, right. um, it's still going to feel fairly small, right. which I like. Because it's not a mega center no, exactly. to start with. That's what I'm saying. No matter what we do, mm-hmm. it's always going to feel no more than that couple hundred at a time in yeah. there. They're just over multiple services. And we pray that that's what happens. Yeah. yeah. You know? type of thing. Through that, we have to start building a second or third tier because we have the height. We so do. We'll yeah, have, we do. We do. Yeah. Let's have like three layers in there. <laughs> That'd be weird. That would be. Take the elevator up. Oh, so, man. That's scary. Oh, good stuff, man. Awesome. Well, I'm All excited. Right. It's Dude, this weekend, too. this Sunday. This week, man. We got Good Friday at 630. It's going to be a bilingual service. Right. And then we've got this Sunday at 10 uh, for English, 1130 for Spanish. Yep. And uh, come early because we don't know. Bring your potluck breakfast and enjoy something to eat and then find yep. a seat. Yep. I, I encourage our church folks, you know, I'm looking out that way, so I see it. You know, hey, it's that day where we expect people to come. Mm-hmm. So if you can, get here a little earlier. Scoot in a little further. Don't leave as much space around you. Yep. Be, I don't want to say consider, but be, be mindful that we're going to have people who don't always come. And so leave the upfront parking places for them mm-hmm. if you can. Yep. Park a little further away. Pick up something else. Say hi to people on the way in. Help somebody who's doing one of these to get to where they need to go. Yep. And we should have a great time. Yeah, I'm excited. Glory to God, I'm good excited. Good stuff, man. All right. I'm excited too. I'll see you guys next time. Have a good one. Take care. Bye-bye.